Welcome back, fight fans, to the Shadow Fight Podcast. How are you doing today? It is, I don't even know that it's Friday, January 12th here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I don't know where you're at right now. I, I'm certain if you're listening to this anywhere in Canada, you are absolutely freezing your ass off. Uh, I'm in Calgary and it is minus 36 right before I entered the room here. That is Celsius for all our worldly friends out there who use Fahrenheit and it is unbelievably freezing cold out. But lucky for me, I got a podcast studio in-house. So here we are. Uh, first of all, Happy New Year, guys. I hope everybody had a good Christmas, holiday season, all that good stuff. Um, back to the ground, you know, you got to shut your brain off for a little bit, hang out with family, all that good stuff, set your goals for the new year, 2024. And now we're back to the grind and trying to achieve them. Speaking of which, uh, what are your goals? 2024, what do you guys got going on? Let me tell you mine. Um, I wrote it down for enough because I always write down the intros. But uh, uh, mine, now we just had a gym expansion at Arashido Martial Arts Deerfoot North here in Calgary. That would be my gym. And uh, I want to see it grow. We, we built it. I, I gave up my entire, I didn't give it up obviously, but my whole last summer, every day was was for the gym, building the gym. And uh, I want those, I want the fruits of those labor to come to fruition. We, we re- rearranged some classes and we got more mat space for all of our programs. So I want to really see that take off. Um, I would like to reach out a little more with the podcast. Uh, as you can see, starting to figure out the Zoom thing. I could probably get a better camera, but who cares? The podcasts are going, we can always improve. But let's just get it out there, right? Uh so I'd like to uh, reach out a little more. I'd like to travel a little bit more with the podcast if I can. And, uh, you know, just just keep just keep those uh, podcast fingers reaching out a little bit further uh, where we can. Uh, I think I'm, I'm thinking about changing the setup here. For those who are watching here on YouTube, I like, like, I, I, I like, I don't, I don't even know. I like the idea of the background, but like, I'm using like, uh, I don't even know, man. Like, let's be real here. A third of this room, and it's at a weird angle, so I don't feel like I'm head on and hiding my face on the microphone. For those who are just watching and not listening, um, if you go to the Liam Harrison podcast, that would be podcast 100. Ah, you guys still love that one. Hey, me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, if you watch podcast 100 with Liam Harrison, um, yeah, I know, as you should. I like I like that setup. And that was in his hotel, like in a little corner around the like around the corner from a lobby. Like it was kind of like hidden, but it was awesome. I like the setup. I like how it looked. And um I like the corner shot. I like that there was two different wallpapers. So I'm thinking about doing that instead with my little room here. So we'll we'll see. But I, I like how that looked. And uh I like the idea of the background and stuff, but I gotta tell you, like for me to get in this position. And get it like it, like nothing in here is uniform. It's not comfortable at all. Like I'm, I'm, I'm literally using just what you can see in this whole room, and that's it. So I want to. I think I'm going to change that. Um, and you know, I think um, I think 2024 is the year that I'd like to see the Shadow Podcast uh, become a sponsored podcast. Not as in I give out money to you. Listen, I I'm happy to when I can, but the reality is, I think it's time. It's time, right? We'd love to see some some momentum behind the podcast. And, and again, if it, the, the more sponsorship that we get, I mean, I'd love to fighters and travel and all that kind of stuff. But I think that's going to be a goal for 2024 is uh, I'd like to see the, the podcast, the Shoutout podcast, um, 
get some some sponsorship funding. I don't I don't even know how to do that. We'll we'll make it happen. That's just what you do, right? Make it happen. Guess what, guys? Today's the day. Today is the day for the viewers of Violence Choice Awards. Man. We've been waiting a long time for this. The votes are in, they've been tallied, they've been verified, they've been double, triple checked, and we got the results. But before we get there, if you could do me a favor, if you like the shout out podcast, really easy, you could, and you want to help me out, man, how could I help this grow? How could I, how could I make this expand? Well, you could sponsor the shout out podcast if you'd like, uh, but beyond that, it's free and it's easy. All you got to do, take a finger, hit the like button on all your social medias, YouTube, Spotify, Apple podcasts, all that good stuff. You can take it a te- uh, one step further and you can share the podcast with a friend, family, or foe. And again, if you share it with a foe, maybe they turn into a friend and then turn into family. Who knows? But it all starts with sharing the mighty Shout Out Fight podcast. And uh, of course, you want to be a real one and go one step even farther. Only the real ones subscribe, in the words of my man, B. Kong. So make sure that you subscribe to the Shadow Podcast. Again, just real quick, subscribe to all your good subscribey social media stuff. And uh, that helps out the most, and I really greatly appreciate that. Um, yeah, and of course... Just one quick reminder, this is a five-star podcast. We are a five-star fight podcast, anything less, and you're just having a grumpy day. Do me, and maybe today's not, I don't know, maybe today, I was going to say, maybe today's not the day to, to give me a, a rating, because I was going to say, you just said, maybe you're having a grumpy day or a bad day. If you look outside, man, how could you give anybody five stars on a day like that? But instead, maybe you stay home, you stay warm, you got a couple hours to kill because of the Shadow Fight podcast, do me a favor. Hit me with a five stars. That's well worth it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a small chunk of your day and make it that much better. Uh, okay, guys. Events. A couple coming up. January 27th. Um, Rise of the Warrior Fight Night in Brampton, Ontario. And it looks like Michael Fitzpatrick, the promoter there from Spartan Striking Academy, has really spruced it up and uh, uh, added some more 15 pieces of more than his five. Is it five or 15 pieces of flair? Five pieces of flair? 15? Office space for those who know what I'm talking about. Man, it's been a while. But uh, anyway, regardless, what I'm trying to say is he's he's going above and beyond, and it looks great, and I can't wait. I, I get to commentate out there, and I'm really excited. And uh, shout out to Lumpayu fighters Tyson and Kai, who have been on this podcast, by the way. I'm going out there, doing a little traveling, possibly, I think, for the first time fighting, and uh, it's time, boys. Good luck, and good luck to Chris McMillan, my man. Uh, February 3rd, Real Deal Promotions in Edmonton. Um, boxing... Uh, boxing fights, professional Muay Thai, kickboxing, and four-ounce gloves, I hear. So, like, like one championship style. Anyway, uh, Real Deal Promotions, February 3rd, and that is up in Edmonton. And, again, we spoke to uh, Jeet and Mahalia. When was that? Boxing Day. And so, again, from Wolfhouse, uh, go back and make sure you watch or listen to that podcast as well for a few details. Uh, February 17th, Mike Miles in, here in Calgary putting on a fight card, Muay Thai confrontation, and in the main event... Yeah, he's got uh, one of his guys, I, th- I think they're pretty big, to be honest, uh, versus uh, somebody from England from Nolsey Academy, home of Jonathan Haggerty, among others. And um, so, yeah, February 17th here in Calgary. All right. Fighty friends, it's been a while, guys. I'll try to get through this real quick. Kieran Kettle, as always, I talk more, I talk now, nowadays, I talk m- most to him about fights. Um, so shout out to you, Kieran. Eric Thankachin from Silverback Martial Arts. Jason Davis right now, I think we're on his way back. Uh, it's on my phone, but Jason Davis just on his way back 
from Thailand, if not back already. And he's going to be fighting Deval Garvey for the 160-pound, I believe, WBC Canadian title at the next uh, Muay Thai World Cup, April 20th. And uh, we're going to be having a podcast with him. So um, I believe that will be his pro debut and that will be a rematch as well. So I'm curious to see how both guys uh, have improved since then. I've got to commentate both. I personally have seen the growth. So let's see how uh, how much they've grown and how much they can display that versus the first fight. So can't, looking forward to that one. Anyway, uh, Jake Peacock is always my man. MMA Journal Canada. Taylor, big fan of you, my man. Michael Fitzpatrick, Brad Wall from Progressive Fighting Academy, as well as Cody Jerome. Uh, Brett S. out there in Thailand, still kicking ass, as well as Braden Spartan. Hopefully to have him on the podcast fairly soon. Um, Windsor Muay Thai, within range photography. Sweaty Weddy, my homie. Dwayne W., Mike Doherty, Rudy, and Jason from Iron City. Again, thanks, guys, for uh, talking with me, talking fights, opinions, all that good stuff with fights. Love it. Love it. What else is there to talk about, right? Politics? Uh, I want to give a couple of specific shout-outs. I want to give one to, uh, and again, I'm not using last names. If you want me to or you'd like me to or you don't care, no problem, just let me know. Uh, Jade H. Uh, I've thrown out a few photos lately, nice photos, professional photos. Well, that's because I hired a professional photographer, and he did a phenomenal job on that night as well at the the uh, Muay Thai World Cup Road to One Finals. Um, thanks for uh, Thanks for getting my good side, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, my homie from way back in the day, Gabor, um, giving me some, some wild game to eat. I really appreciate that. I, um, as I get older, I really, I don't know if you just taste buds get burnt off, but certainly have a tongue for wild meat. So thanks buddy. I really appreciate it. Uh, my man Xander out in Uganda. Um, he lives in, in rural Uganda and, uh, uh, really like, like when you think of a place like Uganda, at least where we're from, I know we kind of think like, oh man, that's like, you know, we hear about that pretty, pretty, very poor. Well, well, he lives in a part of Uganda and you're right, but he lives in a part of Uganda that is poor. So like, like I have friends, like shout out to, to Phil and Duga from Calgary here. Um, when I told him, he's from Uganda, when I told Phil where Xander's from, he was like, oh man, that's poor. Like, so not only, so you're, you're from the poor part of Uganda and, uh, you know he's doing what he's what he what he can to to keep up with the podcast, and I'm trying to teach him online Muay Thai, all that good stuff. It's really hard with the messed up knee, but in the meantime, man, big big shout out, and I like what he's trying to get done over there in uh, rural Uganda, man. That's that's awesome. I'm 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 grateful that I got a friend like that, uh, and a big shout out. I've given this guy many shout outs. Here's another one, uh, Mike Bondi, Mike from Arashido Martial Arts, my instructor, my friend, business partner, all that good stuff. My knee is smashed. I, I like. I know I keep talking about this, but every step I take has to be a conscious thought. And it's been that way since September 8th. And my gym has expanded and it still has to be cleaned up. And there's still things happening. We did another expansion or, or office moving um, over the Christmas holidays. And it was Mike that did it all. So big shout out to you, Mike. Uh, again, man, just, I can't thank you enough for what you do for the gym, for myself, for Rochdale Martial Arts. It's endless, my friend. So I obviously a super specific shout out to you. Here we are. Here we are. Hold on. What do I got? The viewers of Violence Choice Awards. Okay, guys, we're going to start off with Fight of the Year. And by the way, these were all voted by you guys. So 
uh, I was going to tally, like, like you know, if somebody voted once for, uh, uh, I don't know, just pick a fight, who cares? I was going to tally that, you know, blah, 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 but you know what? I don't got time. So, <laughs> uh, and there was a lot. So I, I picked the winners, maybe a couple honorable mentions where I could. Um, and to be honest, I found this for myself as such a fight fan really hard. Uh, one championship. Um, and by the way, Kieran Kettle makes a really good point in this podcast, who's the guest here today. Um, I probably should have mentioned that. Uh, where there, it, it's sort of like one who, fighter of the year in one championship and fighter outside. And wh- why is that? Well, there's fights more than once a week happening under the one championship banner, right? So I kind of get how you almost want to have two. Nothing like this has been done in Muay Thai, you know, this is all new and it's, it's now one year this has been going on. So it's, it's, it almost makes sense to me that there should be sort of like a one championship um, division of its own and then the rest, you know what I mean? But anyway, let's get to it. So fight of the year. They called this the biggest fight in 50 years. I'm not buying that, but I get it. Huge fight. Super Lek versus Rod Tang. Yeah, you have to applaud that one. My goodness. Yes, my good. That was a heck of a fight. So, uh, like I just mentioned, they called it the biggest fight in 50 years. Like 50 years. That's a long time ago. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Not to mention, this got changed from a five-round fight to a three-round fight. Superlek came in overweight. And, uh, man, a lot of fan controversy on this one. We talked about it on a, on a uh, the the previous podcast regarding this fight, um, Superlek came in overweight, and uh, you know turned into a three round fight. It was it was a fun one, and a lot of people chose pick Rod Tang, and a lot of people picked Superlek, and uh, I thought that added to the excitement of the fight. So not all the you know he missed weight, and I know, and oh they're finally gonna fight in fifty years, and then it was that razor close, and what if it was five rounds? The wrong guy won, and awesome. From my point of view, I remember saying Rod Tang won that fight, but I, I'm easily influenced by the commentating and the crowd and all that. And I want to be, that's, that's what's fun about being a fight fan. I want to be part of the excitement. I, I want to, I, I like being in that. There's, there's like nothing else in my life really, you know, that, that, I, that I'm like that with. I want to be part of that. So, uh, but I did rewatch that fight and turn the sound off and, and looked at it analytically and yeah, super like, man, what a great performance. Not to mention the knockdown, of course. So, uh, yeah, that was a hell of a fight. Um, Superlek, Super I recently did see that he wrote that because he came in overweight, he on purpose was like, well, I'm going to make this a really exciting fight. Like, I, I want to make up for that. So I'm sure the fans, myself included, are appreciative of that. And that was Rotting's first loss in one championship and lost by split decision. So, again, another another sort of fun tidbit in that fight. I'd love to see a rematch. I'd also love to see a rematch with Haggerty and Superlek. And who knows, that might be around the corner. All right, let's move on. Fighter of the year. A couple honorable mentions here before we get to the big one. Sexan, honorable mention. Sexan, what is he, 9-0? and And we talk about it on the podcast, I think. 9-0 in 2013, was it? Coming off quite a quite a rough go for like the sort of 10, 12, or 9 to 12 fights before that. We've talked about it before. He might be my fighter of the year, man. But anyway, um, Chad Collins, 
uh, Kieran Kettle brings him up outside of one championship. Uh, he just recently beat uh, new new Canadian uh, Petch and took his his long reigning title away from him. Um, had a fight in Japan and again like just knocking dudes out. Uh, he had another one in Australia, which was nomination for spinning back fist, like knockout of the year. Man, he's had a heck of a year and only Skyward right now still. So fighting Muay Thai, fighting kickboxing, I get that. Nico Carrillo, I could see how he could be in the discussion. Um, was relatively quiet. And then even after the, it was really his last two fights. I mean, Nongo, that's going to put you on the map doing what you did and having the fight he did. And uh, and then Mung Thai as well. I mean, it's a hell of a finish. Um, Joe Ryan from the UK as well. Um, honorable mention first ever Rajad Emnor stadium champion from the UK young guy quick up a rise to the top well not quick but at least according to social media and uh you know Joe uh, Joe Chris McMillan when he was co-hosting way back in the day said that uh um Joe Ryan was sort of one of his up-and-comers to watch out for and now look at him yeah unbelievable your fighter of the year is Jonathan the General Haggerty Yep, stand up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not me, it's him, but yeah, stand up. Yep, yep, very good. Thank you. You guys have chosen Jonathan Haggerty to be your fighter of the year. Totally makes sense. Uh, he knocks out Nongo in, I mean, devastating fashion, which I just did not think would happen. Just recently moving up into the weight class and having like one or two split decision wins there. So it was a bit of a rocky start in the weight class per se and then um man knocks out nongo beautifully that knocked that first knockdown just from what we see you know to be a fight fan and then you know armchair quarterback that first knockdown changed nongo he's not the same guy you know what i mean is what it seems like or just that invincible armor is gone is what it feels like and uh man and then just a heck of a finish so he becomes the bantamweight world Muay Thai champion, one championship. And then he goes on to the other sport, uh, kickboxing. And again, wins by knockout versus uh, Andrade, Fabricio Andrade. So that was um, that was in November versus Fabricio Andrade, the, uh, and who's the MMA champ at that division. And so they MMA Muay Thai met in the middle uh, for a kickboxing fight, world title fight. And, uh, and then he beat Nongo in April. No. I don't know. Um, I know he won the kickboxing title. There's nobody else out there at Bantamweight. No offense to Andrade, but Andrade, but like I called the head kick too. I mean, it didn't completely put him out, but you know, that that's what's sort of the beginning of the end almost. Um, but anyway, so you got your two sport, two sport world champion in one championship. Pretty hard to, pretty hard to uh, argue that he wouldn't be, except that he had only two fights. Like, so that's why I could see sec, some people saying sex. And I know he didn't, you know, move up and take the title from, you know, the big bad wolf and then do it in another, you know, a different sport per se. But uh, anyway, you voted, not me. And I don't know who my fighter of the year would actually be. It would be Sex Center or Haggerty. I get it. Like that's what he what he did. Just that knockout alone, like what he did to Nongo is, was unbelievable, right? Which brings us to our KO of the year. Jonathan Haggerty again. Oh my goodness. You guys have chosen once again Jonathan Haggerty. Oh my goodness for your 
inaugural uh, viewers of violence, Shuttle Podcast viewers of violence choice awards. This guy gets two awards. My goodness. I don't have anything for you, Mr. Haggerty. Sorry, no money. I'm not even going to make a poster online. Like, I, I'm sorry, man. I'm busy. <laughs> but congratulations. My goodness. Um, honorable mentions. And my fight of the year. My KO of the year, I'm sorry. Which recently just happened, funny enough, was Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell in the UFC. Dude. They kind of danced. For those who didn't see, they danced around for about, it was uh, like probably two minutes, maybe a little less. But it was around. There's a long time. The crowd was, nothing really been thrown yet. The crowd was just starting to get a little surly that they wanted action. And then Josh Emmett launches, like he's throwing a Hail Mary football. Like just on the back foot, takes a like a running step and puts all his weight onto his lead leg. And Bryce Mitchell decides to try to like meet him with his own overhand right, straight right per se, versus what's an overhand right coming in. And so Bryce Mitchell stands his ground and tries to turn into him. However, kind of was when it's in slow motion, leading with his chest and face before his hand. And so he, not only does Josh Emmett get like a, a Hail Mary quarterback sort of running start from back foot momentum to lead foot momentum with an overhand right from like probably six, seven, eight feet away, but Bryce Mitchell helps him by stepping into his own punch that completely misses and offers up his face and gets crushed downward from the first shot of the fight from Josh Emmett. And he is stiff and he starts convulsing hard on the ground. Like it's one of those knockouts. And it, there's only a few times, shout out to Tim Lowe, who, who I've had the same reaction where you immediately go from like, yeah, oh, oh, oh no, oh, oh my God, that can't be good. That, that is not good. And then you're just like, oh God, I hope he's okay. I hope he's okay. And that was it. I mean, and he got up and he, and, and you can hear Joe Rogan say like, man, sit him down. Like he's going to hurt his knee because he was so wobbly. But the next day put out a video. Thanks for not following up. I'm okay. And a uh, hell of a knockout. And just the picture is legendary. Josh Emmett hits him and just stands over top of him. Rah! Just hulking out as the ref's pulling him away. What a photo. Uh, that was just so scary. That was my knockout of the year. You guys chose Hegarty and viewers of Violence Choice Awards. Up to you. Uh, Superbon, another honorable mention for that high kick versus uh, Typhon Oskin, which was so, so beautiful. Azrael Idisanya, um knocking out Pereira. Although it was big and monumental, it is my opinion what makes that big. And for other, a lot of people had that as fighter of the year. Obviously, I think that's the MMA sort of, uh, I'm sorry, knockout of the year. But was, uh, oh, okay, so I get it. So Izzy was down like 0-3 or something. They wanted a rematch or I can't remember, something like that, right? Yeah. And uh, once in kickboxing, once in MMA, he goes again, MMA to try to get the title back. And you know, I'm a dog and he's wearing dog collars and stuff. I hate all that stuff. But uh, anyway, it looked like a pretty monumental task that he was going to beat Pereira. So the knockout itself is is a, a big deal. It took me a long time to get a big deal out of my mouth. <laughs> but what I think more importantly is the celebration. I think the arrow thing and him him just cold his ice trying to find Pereira's kid and offering him a, a dish of revenge, pretending he you know, was knocked out. 
I think the celebration was more iconic than the knockout is what was what makes that as big as it was. But it was it was still massive. I could totally see. But but um, it's hard because you think, are we talking just the KO or does the spectacle of the KO count? Because what Haggerty did at the time to somebody who seemed pretty unbeatable, it's clearly it, when you look at it that way, the 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 magnitude of the event for sure, it's got to be Haggerty. I could I could see Adesanya as well, but so but when you look at just the knockout, just the knockout, I could see Josh Emmett in that case. I could see Super Bond too, and Tank Davis. That was the other honorable mention versus Ryan Garcia. Uh, that beautiful body punch, man. That was beautiful. That was something else. Um, okay, there you go. Your breakout fighter of the year. This is where we got the most, the least votes. I don't know why I said most, the least votes. Most people weren't really sure. But it was Johan Young, 17-year-old Johan Ghazali. Yes. Nice. Congratulations, Jojo Ghazali. Hurry up. Okay. And uh, and don't get me wrong, he's being hyped up pretty good by one championship, so you can see why, you know, um, why they chose him and why not. The kid's unbelievable. I mean, look what he did to you know, Mexican Muay Thai star. And before that, that's just his most recent fight. But that was, and he tore him apart, uh, Edgar Tabarez. Honorable mentions, Nico Carrillo. No, he's not a breakout fighter. What are you talking about? I kind of get where people are coming from with that. And, and, and Kieran talks about this on the podcast. I, I'm hardcore, man. I, I Like to me, it, you know, like I could talk to anybody, anybody. I'm like, you don't know Sanchai? What the hell's wrong with you? Everybody knows Sanchai, right? Like, but the reality is that's just not true, right? I just live in such a, that small little bubble that uh, I just assume everybody does. So I could see why people would say Nico Carrillo because he, he kind of came in with a little bit of hype and then he had that banger with uh, Furkan Karabag is his name. Knocked him out in a good fight and a good knockout, overhand right, I think, if I remember correctly. And then that, I mean, he took a big step up versus Nong O, but... You know, he's chiseled, he looks good, he talks the talk, he walks the walk, so so you could tell there's a little bit of spotlight on him, and at tour Mung, Mung Thai, it wasn't even close, and he's so big. And uh, and then right from that, takes another giant step up and fights Nong O, and, and although round one, man, like, there's a video, if you haven't seen it, there's I, I, I knew I was going to become a crazy, silly sausage, but I deliberately taped myself, because I was so into that fight, that I tore my Roots hoodie off. Roots, let's talk, let's talk business. But uh, man, the, the end of round one, I really was like, dude, if there's 15, I'm, I'm just at the time, I don't per se think that now, but if there's 15 seconds left, Dongo could have finished that fight. Who knows, it doesn't matter. And there wasn't 15 seconds left. And then round two, um, you know, Carrillo just climbs all over Nongo and, uh, and that beautiful elbow, man. Yeah, step in left elbow, and that was it for Nongo. And that was it for my hoodie. <laughs> so anyway, I got that on there on the Shadow Podcast Instagram page. If you want to see me be an idiot, I'm going to keep that hoodie. I want it back. I'm going to get it repaired. Anyway, I can see why people would say Nico Carrillo for the not as hardcore fans. Um, For me, my breakout fighter was Alif Sordechapan. And funny enough, um, JP, um, the guy who coaches Nico Carrillo as well as Alif, uh, um, that did come out right. The coach of Nico is also the same coach as Alif. Funny how that works, eh? That guy's got two breakout stars. 
or uh, um, in 2023, um, according to honorable mentions. But your breakouts, your breakout, your your shadow podcast viewers of violence choice award breakout star of 2023, Johan Ghazali. Congratulations. Okay, guys, there you go. Fighter of the year, uh, Jonathan Haggerty, as voted by you. KO of the year, Jonathan Haggerty, as voted by you. Fight of the year, Rod Leck. I'm sorry, Rod Tang versus Super Leck. I'm fine there. Um, as voted by you. And breakout star, uh, Johan Ghazali. Now, I was I was talked about maybe doing a Canadian version, but in my opinion, just go to the Muay Thai World Cup and uh, check check theirs out. They have their knockout of the year, fighter of the year, and, and uh, uh, you know, those are Canada's best, really. So that's where you want to be looking. Okay, in this podcast, finally, here we go. Listen, guys, I know we're half an hour in. I'm sorry. Uh, if you don't like my voice or face or both or whatever, just just move up to, I'm assuming it'll be about uh, 33 minutes. In this podcast, Mr. Kieran Kettle, I appreciate him. He is the most winningest person coming on the podcast. I think this is his fifth appearance on the Shadow Podcast. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, anytime, usually he messages me like, hey, we should do a podcast. Oh, he's got info. <laughs> so, yep, yep, I'm, I'm on my way. So uh, we got to talk about the Muay Thai World Cup 10, which has recently been announced over Christmas time, over the new year. And uh, man, the four-man one-night tournament that we talk about in this podcast as well, the winner going to their 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 audition for one championship. You get a, you get a one-fight deal, not not the six-fight, $100,000 contract like the tournament. Four-man, one night, you win. You now get to do your your one championship audition, and we we talk about what the audition sort of means in this podcast. Um, we also talk about the Muay Thai uh, Champions League. That 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 crazy news dropped on on New Year's Day, and uh, and you saw it. it was Muay Thai League in Australia, it was Hitman Fight League in in the UK, it was uh, Warriors Cup in the US, Muay Thai World Cup in Canada, and uh, um, the, the the Muay Thai social media kind of grabbed that by storm and ran with it as well. Unfortunately, we didn't get as many details as we wanted. We were hoping, but hey, that's just how it works. And uh, um, and then I, I got to sort of, funny enough, go off topic a little bit and speak to Kieran about, so the, all, we all want to see Haggerty versus Carrillo, and Carrillo's called him out and all that good stuff. But um, I said, if this fight doesn't happen in the UK, the one championship drops the ball. Easy for me to say I'm not a promoter. We get to hear what Kieran thinks about this fight and if it really makes sense to have it in UK. Really awesome discussion. I love this. This guy has so many layers. Like, I'm, I'm a fight fan. I, I, I talk to fighters. I do a podcast. I do my research. I, I talk about the fights that happen like everybody else. Sure, I have 30 years of martial arts Muay Thai experience, 25 Muay Thai, 30, whatever. Um. So yeah, I, I suppose I have, I've, I've coached fighters. I, I had a couple fights myself 300 years ago. Um, I, I have a gym. So yeah, I, I sort of get all my fingers in all the pies, except for the promotion part of fighting. So th there's so many layers I don't think about. And so when I get to sit down with Kieran, I always am learning something about the business side of promoting. And this one's no different. This was a really cool discussion. All right, guys, I said it would be two minutes. We're six seconds away from that. Shout out podcast number 91 with the man, El Jefe himself, the boss, Muay Thai World Cup CEO, Kieran Kettle. Let's do it.
All right. Welcome back, friends, to the Shout Out Fight Podcast. He's out of camera. You can't see him, but friend of the show, Sean Newberry. Good training session today, buddy. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we are again. Kieran Kettle. I think this is, what, number five? Appearance Probably, number five? yeah. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah, yeah. about that. Um, now, you announced some pretty big stuff. Straight in. A little while. Well, before we get there, but, <laughs> but you certainly did. And uh, But I actually wanted to start with some questions first. Oh, yeah. we're doing it in reverse now. Really. Yeah, Good, let's, let's do it, it right away. So, I, uh, yeah, let's do it. Question number one. Uh, question from a listener. Do you know of any hair receding treatments? <laughs> <laughs> now, I can guess who this is because <laughs> I absolutely, every time he steps on the scale, I whisper in his ear, how's your hair going? <laughs> just to see if he can get paranoid about it so you know it's a fighter it's 100% Jake Peacock has put that <laughs> and obviously I don't you know and I do even need a shave myself but I recommend him to have a shave and let it go Jake let it go okay I've got a shoulder here if you need to cry on you're married now two kids it doesn't matter no more <laughs> you're, bu- you're a beautiful man Jake I didn't say it <laughs> you should grow like uh, remember Homer Simpson when he had that, that ointment oh, on his hair yeah 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 he should <laughs> For one championship special. There you go. Like a hippie. How long in... Number two. How long in advance... That's a good question. How long in advance or how many shows ahead do you plan in advance? Uh, Well, I mean... So when we did the Road to One, so basically I did three shows of planning um, with the dates. But of course, my idea is when I've launched a show, so April 20th has come up, I've practically done 90 to 95% of the matchmaking. So now I'm thinking about November. Okay, okay. So November now is, we've got two or three fights ready for that one. You see, that's how that will go. Even though there's a long gap between them, yeah. there are sort of more events popping up now, more opportunities for people. So I need to secure these, these guys in particular. So on that topic, my own question then. So are you, do you look for sort of key matchups at the time and then try to build around it? Yeah, I mean, I also look at our previous events and say, this, you know, this guy was pretty good. He put a good performance in. Huh. Uh, I've got to look at all these parts to the game too right sure sure so and then uh, future matches sometimes i'll see an amateur he's he's doing pretty good maybe down the line this could be a good fight and then they have two wins under the belt i'm like that's a match to make there you go yeah yeah it doesn't always work out like that of course because they could go off and lose and right you know be injured but you got your eye on available yeah and especially on on the um people who are new to the scene on and obviously we're going to ontario this year, so I'm always looking at people from Ontario. And you can see in the four-man, we brought Basil in, of course. But yeah. I, I basically chose Basil, even though I got recommended by various people. I saw him fight live, the one you commentated. Yeah, that's right. Really impressed with him in that four-man tournament. And hell of a fight in the final there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah brings a good crowd. He's entertaining. Yeah. He's yeah. polite. Um, there you so, go. What else yeah. could you ask for? Yeah, so brilliant. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, is Michael Fitzpatrick your favorite? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I tried, man. <laughs> Number four. When do we learn who fights who in the four man on April twentieth? Uh, well, uh, so is that a one? Is it a one night? By the yes. way, okay. okay yes. Yeah. Well, it's a really good question because I've actually been going back and forward on it. Now, if you remember on our first ever show in two thousand nineteen, when yep. we had the four man Sutina Cup, yep. which Cody went on to win, That's we right. actually decided the weigh in. Okay. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I do. Uh, So I'm going to probably do that again. Nice. I think uh, it's a fair way of doing it. Um, Pick the name out of the hat, you know, and what we we like to do is the away person. So so we've got two people. So one from BC, obviously, Tyler Nicholson. And Ontario would be Basil. 
they'll get to pick first. Hometown's different, you know. Sure. So they get the second choice and they'll draw out who they're fighting. In cool. The corner. Nice. You know, nice. it's a difficult one for coaches, right? Because if you want to put together a strategy or a plan. You can't really. You can't. Or you got to right? make two. Yeah, you're going to have to make two. So you're basically going to have to get your fight, get them into the best shape possible, get them as strong as possible, um, and work on their skills and their strengths, right? Right. But it isn't really a tactic to it. So in some ways, it's like when you first fight. If you remember, like, your first fight, who am I fighting? Who am I fighting? I right. hope I'm not fighting that guy. He's got huge legs. Right, you're right. not fighting him, didn't you? But you get the point. So <laughs> um, the tactics will have to be made up the night before. Right? They're going to have to go together. But those four guys are good level. Right? Yeah. They're intelligent yeah, yeah. guys. They will know that training to get to a point is great. Listening to the coaches, all those sort of things. They'll do everything right to get to that fight. So, of course, discussing with their coaches after the fight, they can make the changes pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, well, there you go. Yeah. Nice. And, and then, again, depending on what ends up in the fight going into the finals. Mm. You know, are you banged up? Was it a quick KO? Yeah. Are you injured? Yeah, you know? it's the typical thing of tournaments, awesome. which is a nightmare for promoters, nightmare for coaches sometimes. Oh, yeah. But it's the best excitement for a fan. Sure, sure. It really is. I mean, the, the old K1 Max days, That's the old it. K1 days. Heavyweight days, yeah. Heavyweight, I loved those eight <laughs> yeah. months. I really did. And do you remember when Glory did a 16-man? Yes. That was yeah. ridiculous. What was it called? Like the Super Grand Prix Man, or something? I can't even remember. Grant, I can't remember what it was called. Yeah. But it was insane and semi-shilt one, didn't it? That's right, yeah. Um, and I think the first fight was two rounds of two minutes. And then the quarterfinals was three oh, rounds of two yeah. minutes. And it was semi-three, three and then final. That's right. Yeah, if you remember. That is, yeah, yeah I do know. Crazy. That, you that, that was crazy. It was on New Year's <laughs> Eve or something. Both yeah. fighters walked out at the same time. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It was nuts, wasn't it? That's madness. Yeah. You can't. So and that was how. So how many fights? Four, right? That was four fights. Four then, fights. Yeah. My God. Mm. Um. So, so we'll learn at the at the weigh-ins. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, think so. That's a good way to do it. But yeah. that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, when will we see more Mexican fighters or any Mexican fighters on the Muay Thai World Cup? I've been approached by a few actually, um, and there are some good Mexicans. I've seen them start to come through. Yeah. You know, Eddie's bought some through. Yeah, He's sure has. Some. Yeah. Uh, WBC have got a good amateur team going to Thailand in a, in a couple of weeks, the amazing Muay Thai Festival. Right. So I think we'll see some developments from there. WBC North America, now the North American title. Yep. We're looking to get some more WBC North American titles on, on our events nice. across Canada. Nice. So there will be opportunities for Mexicans coming from that. Beauty. Um, again, it's weird now because, it, you know, 10 years ago, no, less, five years ago, like we would have Mexico. Yeah. Yep. You know, now actually there's there's a few coming through. That's right. Some of them are based in America, of course, but yeah, yeah, fantastic. I mean, they're, they're obviously boxing's their number one sport there. Damn right. Yeah. But we're starting to see, obviously MMA, but also starting to see some Muay Thai guys come through. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. Nice. Well, there you go. Um, four ounce, four ounce gloves or eight slash ten ounce gloves. What do you prefer? Yeah. What, what do you prefer? Okay, I gotta, let me let me help. What do you prefer as a promoter? What do you prefer as a coach? Uh. You know, it's, it's sort of a double-edged sword because the truth is it depends who I'm training. Right? Sure. If I'm fighting a guy that's very, very skillful, like moves around, good of his legs, etc., you're going to have to change the tactics for it. So it's a much harder game to do because the little gloves do suit the puncher. There's no denying it, yep. right? Yep. Don't get me wrong. You've got these tower tries and super legs yep. that are extremely special. But in general, you're seeing the tires starting to box a hell of a lot more than ever. That's it, yep. Uh, so it's a totally different sport. I think the skill set for the bigger gloves is more. There's a, there's a more skill to it, more beauty to it, should we say. Uh, that's a good way to put the it. The technical yep. side. Yep. 
uh, with the MMA gloves for entertainment purposes, with the four ounce gloves, you can't beat it. Yeah, yeah. A- entertainment. And I, I, luckily, we're doing a mix on our shows. Luckily, I can do the mix on shows. Some awesome. Commissions won't allow that. But I think having the, the tournaments and the four ounce gloves and the special uh, Road to One fights we've been having, no one can deny that that tournament was something special. It was. And the fights man. were ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Every division had a probably a highlight reel. Yep. You know, of a fight. Every sort of uh, suspense drama you could imagine. Yep. I, it wasn't planned, obviously. Sure. I was like, let's see what happens with this. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is working. <laughs> so, from a promote point of view, this new perspective of four rounds is for entertainment is the best. Now, yet there is a flip side to that. So with one championship now, is lots of fighters now aspiring to get into one championship, which is fantastic. From my point of view, being an ex-fighter, because if this opportunity was around 15, 20 years ago, I would have lapped it up, so it's fantastic. Right. What's happened is, is that there are fighters now um, avoiding certain fights because they don't want to lose. It's, we don't want it to go down the MMA path. Right, right. right. Because yep. the MMA part is protect, protect, protect to get into UFC. Yep. yep. Right? We don't want this to happen with Muay Thai. All right? Once you're in one, you're entertaining, you can keep, you get drawn back. Yep. There's no, no denying it. But before you get to one, there's some matches you're trying to make. And right. they are, I'm not too sure about that yet. Right? right. Looking in the future a little too much. Yeah, maybe. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hear you. On that same note, um, there's a guy who's crushing it right now in the UFC. Very similar position. Uh... We want, to, we want to stay active. Chris McMillan fought him. And we're right before the UFC, so let's take a kickboxing fight. You know, that, that'll be the better. No MMA fights. Well, Chris crushed him, so that was nice. I was happy about that that happened. And now this guy's killing it in the UFC. Was Ty- that the one in Vegas? Uh, no, yeah, that was out in Nova Scotia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Who's that? Kyle Nelson. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's crushing yeah. it right I now. I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know yeah. that fought. That's great. Yeah, Chris is, uh, Chris's pro debut. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, there you go. Uh, um... On that same subject, the four ounce or the eight ounce, I'm hearing a lot of grumbling lately about the four ounce. It's it's not real Muay Thai, and I know it, it, everybody goes. It's not real gymnastics. It's not a real chalkboard. Like I get it. You can say that about anything in the past, but l- let's say that's true. Yeah, okay. It's it's much. It's the the game plan, the the gamesmanship, the beauty of maybe Muay Thai is gone a little bit. But let's just say that. Let's just say it is. Do you see? Do you see a scene where there's the four ounce scene and the not four ounce scene, or are, are we just going to end up phasing out the? No, the I don't think it will phase out. Yeah, I guess on the big shows. I anyway. think there's a development for it too to wear the bigger gloves. Yeah, you know, yeah. before switching over, I still think you've still got the kickboxing side where people can go from Muay Thai to kickboxing. Good you call. Know, and, Good call. And with the bigger gloves too, and you're seeing now like a development of kickboxing. If you notice, Peter Arts now has got a tournament. Yes. Um, yes. Rise and Glory just recently got together to create a Grand Prix. Yeah. Uh, so there is a rise in kickboxing yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's so true. So there's always going to be a call for it. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think it's. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the changes last year. Even in Thailand, it was a little bit frowned upon by sports. It sure Thailand was. And, yeah. And that, and Chattery went in there. And stuck to his and, guns. Yeah, yep. and uh, obviously got changed to modern Muay Thai, they call it sure. now, right? Global rules. So, yeah, well, we've got to just understand that everything evolves. Yep. Sometimes people don't like evolution. I understand that. All people don't like change. Yeah, no, I get that. You know, I get, <laughs> yep. absolutely get that. Um, and some people say it's a little bit messy, and I get that too, yep. right? But then, did you not see Tower Chai and Superbon? 
See how technical that was? Yeah. All right, so Writing it can be done, like, but yeah. it's still new, yeah? Yeah. It's still new, so people are still learning. Still That's right. distancing the, the movement. So there's a, there's a place for both. There's certain fighters that can't do one or the other. Mm-hmm. There's some fighters can do both. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you look at people like Rod Tang, I think those little gloves suit him. Definitely. Right? But then Super Lek beat him using Muay Thai skills. That's Don't right. get me wrong, he stepped it up and was a little bit more brutal. Well, and, and, and the, the hand trapping, right? You can use your thumbs. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, great to see. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, so yeah, anyway, think, so yeah, like, it, it's, it, it's, there's a place for, for both spots, right? That's what it is. Yeah. Come on in. Don't worry about it. This is Canada's best and least professional podcast, so don't worry. You're allowed to, we're allowed to not be professional. <laughs> um, and and you, you dropped the word development a lot, and I think that's important. Yeah. I, I develop, yeah, good call. Um, I know you already answered this on the old comment section, but in case those who didn't uh, check out the Instagram, which everybody on the planet does, but here we go anyway. Why do you drink cheap American beer? <laughs> yes, Francois. It's... Um, <laughs> It's uh, it's cause original. I'll let you know. Okay. And it's not cheap. It's not that craft shit, as yeah. I say. Yeah. No, actually, uh, I haven't had a, a cause for a while because it's winter now, so I'm on to Guinnesses. Okay. Oh, well, look at you. No, no. Lumberjack jacket. No. <laughs> Four days sober. I'll have you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see it. Where's my coin? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's funny when I read that comment. I kind of snickered and went, "Cause." <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Did you you like it? I like Coors Original. Yeah, Coors Original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love it. Yeah. If you're gonna drink Coors Light, might as well just drink pop yes. or something. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah. There's a there's a rude joke about Coors and uh, Coors Light, which I'm not going to put on this podcast because it's extremely rude. Oh, okay. Can't but, wait for uh, after the podcast. Hey. <laughs> Can't wait for after the podcast. Nah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, maybe I'll say it after the podcast if you think it's. Good enough to put on the podcast. You can edit it in. Deal. Yeah? Deal. <laughs> I don't. It's not coming. It's not no, coming out. <laughs> it's extremely rude. Yeah. Awesome. Well, there you go. Hey, well, anyway. That all the questions? Questions. Good. Done. Done. How was Christmas? How was New Year's? Yeah, busy. You know, busy. Had family over as always. You nice. know, I always have visitors every, yeah. uh, all the time now. Yeah, every few months. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it's good, you know, showing them Canada, showing them around, showing them Alberta. Nice. Yeah. Uh, they came to the event. Two of my oh, yeah. uh, dear friends came to the event as well, and they loved it. They're starting to see all the things that I'm putting on social media yeah. you know, in real life as such. Right, right. And they're seeing the beauty of Alberta, which sometimes is, like anything, it's took for granted, right? It is. We forget is. on our doorstep you've got unbelievable, um, beautiful places to go and visit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. I, I, I remember seeing a commercial, like, maybe 20 years ago about, like, camping. Like, we can do it in the... It was a commercial basically about how the Rockies was on, like, planet Earth. It's like a section on planet Earth, uh, the Rocky Mountains. And I'm like, I'm boring. Fast forward. And it was a commercial, like, we forget that that's in our backyard. And I was like, man, you're right. And so Especially in this day and age, right? That's it. You know, and when I used to work in central London, I'd walk past Tower Tower of London, Big Ben. Oh, yeah. And I'd be like... Walk past it, right? You know? But I see all these tourists outside taking photos, the history and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so it's what you take for granted, That's right? right? Yeah. And then, if you look now, like if you go to some of the, the buildings that are getting designed or being currently built now, you've got to really appreciate the natural beauty of places like Alberta, right? You've seen that line in Saudi, Saudi Arabia, 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. 250 kilometers long. Yeah. You know, I've heard the walls either side are actually going to be like an LED screen TV. So really? It's going to keep changing. Have the news on it. <laughs> have mountain backdrops on it. Wet weather on it. You name it. We're yeah. in the Matrix. It's insane. That is wild, man. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. So, anyway. Get your ass back out to the mountains. Forest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of your last show, let's talk about that. How, how yeah. was it? How was it from your point of view? How did it go? All that good stuff. You know, um, I think the three winners, was all, when it's all said and done, deserved it. Yep. I think uh, I'm really liking the the fan base that's been created. Good call. Man, it was crazy. Uh, yeah, it was insane in there. And don't get me wrong, like March and June were great, fantastic shows. But everybody really was thinking about who's going to be in the final. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that's the beauty of like we talked about earlier, is preparing for shows, announcing show dates, because then people can book it in their calendars. That's right? right. And some people couldn't make the semi-final, sent me an email, but I won't miss the final. Right, You know. right. So... And the three guys, two guys, one girl, you know, they stood up and uh, performed. Yep. And they put their everything on the line. And you could see what it meant to them. Yeah. You could yeah. see what it meant to them. Yeah, that's like, true. Were the celebrations. You know, Cody Jerome's pretty much a poker face. Yeah. yeah. But he had a smile this big. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And he got up, he's pumping his chest and that. And you don't often see that with him, do you? That's right, yeah. So uh, he's a pretty cool character. So, yeah, you could see what it meant. Yeah. Um, and it was life-changing, like we said. So, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so this year is going to be big for those three. Yeah, yeah. So we're just still uh, we're still waiting for the call from from one to see what happens next with them. Cool, nice. So as you can see, they just announced two shows in US. Yep, yep. Uh, they're going to Japan next week. That's right. Yeah. Um, obviously, they'll still be doing Singapore and obviously the, the weekly shows at Lumpini. Yep, yeah. So they've got a crazy year. So. I think uh, we're going to see a lot of the... I think we'll actually see a couple of the Canadians if it goes well. I think we'll see them in Colorado. That's what I'd like makes to sense. see. Which is September, so hopefully they get a fight. Well, they will do. They'll get a fight before that. But yeah. it would make sense if they could get to the Colorado show. Yeah, 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 yeah right on. Um, you know, it's funny about that last... The, the finals as well. So I my first time hopping up and being in the ring, talking to anybody, like a post-interview, was Duvall. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, I can tell you, like... I've done a few, I mean, what, nine or ten of these now, maybe, maybe 11, something like that. But I was standing in the ring with the microphone waiting for Duvall. And, like, I remember just doing my thing, looking like, oh, look at those sort of blood and looking at the logos. And then I just looked up. And from as far as I could see left to as far as I could see right was just hair and faces. Like, yeah, it's crazy. It's all I could see. Yeah. I, I had a small moment of, like, holy shit. Like, there's a lot of people in here. Yeah. And then Duvall, when, when I was talking to him and I said, What's it like, like, you know, seeing all these people? And he, he did the same. And he looked up and went, whoa, little, a little stage fright kind of thing. I thought he was just kind of being cute. And afterwards, he was like, oh, no, man. I didn't really look up till that moment and didn't realize, like, everybody is looking at you. It like, was nuts. It was crazy. It was nuts. What and do you know night. what happened? And it's sort of like, um, sort of what I'm going to say next feels a little bit sort of small time, right? But I've always had people call me, message me, hey, I want to get in on the door. And I always say, get tickets on the door. Right. All different right. types of things like that. But I've never had that many calls or texts, I can't get tickets on the door. And oh. I've had to, by the, by the arena told me, 
because I'm always a person. Well, we can squeeze in another fifty. Right, right. Like, you know, I'll, 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 I'll never tell Tina that because she gets all oh, right. health and safety. You know, with it. That's a joke, by the way. Um, but uh, I'll always be able to squeeze some. We, we couldn't, we couldn't squeeze any in, and That's the it. arena came down. The guy, and sorry, the lady that run it, and she just said, "We can't even get standing in, right?" Because I was thinking we could get some standing in. Right. Like, I don't like people left out right right however what it is it's a good warning for people also just to show you how much this is growing yep get your tickets stop Stop leaving it last minute i know like other shows you know you can do that with other shows but our marketing our down even down to a poster designer is very particular right and Mm. the videos that we release and we put a lot of money into the marketing so yeah it's sort of like for for me that was like a real good reward to to actually tell people listen You've got to watch it on the pay-per-view. That's I'm sorry. It. I genuinely can't have one yeah. more. Do you know that? This is true. A guy called me in the morning, and he'd flown in from Montreal with his, with nine friends, and he hadn't bought a ticket. What are you thinking? And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Luckily for him, he called super early in the morning, and there was one table left. There were all the normal seats, and I said, well, if you want it, it's a... Ringside table, so pull out your wallet. It's the most expensive that you can uh, get in there. I'm sorry, but it's the only one. Like, with all due respect, why did you fly from Montreal? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. he bought the table and he came to the fight. Perfect. So he had a great night. Actually. I bet. It worked out for him, but um, for the other people, sorry, try and get it in advance. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, next time, don't do that. Yeah. yeah April, April 20th, get on I it. I know that it's quite chill here, right? And I remember I told you before in 2019 when we did our first show. Yep. Um, we sold a bundle of tickets for the first show, and um, we had about 1,000, 1,200 people. And I was, I'm pretty happy with that. And then the team at the time were like, oh, there'll be more coming on the door. I was like, obviously, in my head, 30, 40 would turn up. Right. 48 hours before, it was like six, 700 more people. I was like, what the hell? Yep. And I, I just heard about this is just the vibe here, right? That people were very last minute. Yep. Check on the weather, maybe. Right. See how that is. <laughs> see if it's actually going to happen. Right. You know? Right. And then, all right, we'll come. Yeah, you know? the day of. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully that mindset for my events anyway is changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, wow, all right, man. Well, so, and, and I think it was on the first. Did you, no, no. No, we'll talk about that in a sec. When did you announce that the next show is April 20th? Uh, was that well, around Christmas or so? Yeah, around Christmas, yeah. yeah. So we, we, we always had a, a, a date sort of preliminary booked. We always wanted to do some shows. Usually we do three shows, as you know, but we're only going to be doing April and November because Ontario is going to have two shows this year. Right, right. Actual Muay Thai World Cup shows. Originally it was going to be January. Right. They're going to be moving that to March. We're going to get a date hopefully next Any week. Any particular reason why that happened that you can get into? What, for the Ontario? Yeah. Oh, right. So quite simple, really. So they're going on to, um, they're going on to reserve, yeah. like, like we, we have, Sutina. Yeah. And, Shout um, out to Sutina. Yeah. And I called up uh, Michael and said, look, even though we've announced this in November... Like, I think we need four or five months of advertising, right, mm. to push this. I know we've already announced Tim, Tim Lowe and his bout, yep. but we need some more time. So um, he, he's trying to hopefully do it for March, but I still think June would be a better time for him. Sure. Because this isn't like uh, an amateur show. Right. Like the outgoings are ahead of a lot higher. The stakes are a lot higher. It's got to be a certain level of production. It's got to look right. good and reflect good on everyone. That's yeah? it. Good call. So... We've got to make sure it's done right. And if it's the first one especially, that needs to be done right. As we know in Ontario, we've talked about it before, previous podcasts, there are, uh, it's just a different country completely. It is, man. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and uh, commissions, 
the gyms, the people are very different to Albertans. Yeah. So what you have to do yeah. is when you go there is, you can never go, well, in Alberta we do this because it goes out the window. That's right. Okay, we're in Ontario, so how do you do it? Right. And understand this is what I would like to do. Nice, And yeah. this is for the good of everyone. Uh, and I think at first people were like, Meh. I don't think you can do it. Shut you down. And I'm like, why? So as you know, right. I'll always find ways around. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um, building communities, we've talked about it. It doesn't have to be more to World Cup. It can be other shows. Right, right. It's not just about my show and that. I want, I want more shows. You know. So I think people have that preconceived sort of notion in their mind already because that's sort of like how business feels, right? Like it's mine. It's mine. You know, boxing is yeah. Like UFC. Do you know what? Actually, you know, I I got described uh, once about North America. So we include USA into the in Canada and into Europe about gym owners. Hmm. Okay, so. Gym, own, gym owners traditionally in North America, if you go back to the 80s, 70s, 80s, were from a karate. They were mm -hmm. dojos, right? You must never leave the dojo. That's right. You know? And that's still some of the original coaches that switched into Muay Thai have that mentality. Mm -hmm. In Europe, it's boxing, mm -hmm. right? Different people, again. As well, boxers always had like, oh, we've got some other guy coming in. We're going to do some sparring with this guy, hmm. you know? Okay. So the mentality then was the people who owned the gyms were boxers and switched into Muay Thai, right? Oh, okay, so if you go to the okay. UK, you still have them. People are like, oh, you can't go to other gyms. Right. But they're way more open about, oh, yeah, come on, come to this gym and do some open. I open. see that. Right, you see? But in, in North America, even though the, the old guard is changing and people are evolving now, yeah. we're starting to see people going to other gyms for sparring. And, yeah. You know, um, uh, people are getting way more sort of relaxed with that. Yeah. Well, I think that, uh, of course, with the help of many others, but, but what, what you've created around here or helped create is uh, a thing where it used to be my gym versus your gym, but now it's like, well, shit, those guys over there do So now then it becomes Calgary versus Edmonton, and then it becomes Alberta versus, then it's Canada, right? Yeah. Like, you're, like yeah. you're, you can see the, it's starting to become like, like pockets. Yeah, okay, maybe it starts gym versus gym, then city versus, you know, you, you come together as a city, you come together as a province, you come together as a country. Yeah. So... You can see that evolving here. Yeah, of course. And don't get me wrong, right? You're always going to have the passion for your fighter wanting to win. Of course. Right? Of course. However, you've got to shake hands afterwards. That's right. no problem. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. Like, you know? Yeah. But yeah. to be honest with you, after, you know, I'm six foot in the ground, it's always going to be the same. You're always going to have some rivalry, right? Yeah. And um, sometimes other incidents get involved in that. But the business side of it should be very much, it's, it's starting to more relax than if you look in the 70s and 80s, even early 90s. People are starting to change their minds yeah. a little bit more, right? Yeah, agreed. Well, from my point of view, I don't, I don't know if it's weird for say to you, but I'll just say from my point of view, someone who's, who's been in the industry 30 years, been around in Alberta, blah, 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 it's simple. If you want to keep the old mentality, you're going to get left out. Yep. You know, on your own doing, right? Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like, it's, it's uh, shooting yourself in the foot. But um, anyway, back to April 20th. Next fight card here. How did this come about? So another one championship four man. How did how did that come about? Like I, to be, I'm going to be honest. After the whole three eight man tournaments, I was like, What's where, next? Where do you go from I know, here? I right? actually did think this. I was like, Well, um, <laughs> no, yeah, damn it, uh, god know. damn it. But the thing is, is, the three best divisions without fail uh, got used, right? Mm -hmm. And it was an exciting tournament, so it was well worth every cent. Absolutely. What we have to do is accept about change and the new fighters have to come through. 
Okay. Right. New fighters have to come through. We have to create new stars. Yes. So 135 pound division. Um, again, Ontario, who's your best? Yeah. Basil. Yep. BC, who's your best? Obviously, Tyler Nicholson. Yep. You know, he's, he's had two great performances on Muay Thai World Cup. He deserves it. Just won a WBC North American title. Absolutely. Down Mexico. Uh, yeah, and he's obviously a WBC Damn, you're killed uh, a guy. champ as well. Yep. Canadian, in a division North below when he could make that weight. <laughs> the guy was dying at the weigh-ins, didn't he? <laughs> but yeah, he's much healthier now. And then you've got Abdu, who's in outstanding form yep. in June, if you yep. remember. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Stopped... Um, in the first round. Always in outstanding form. Oh, yeah. Always. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's entertaining to watch. Damn right. Yeah. And then, of course, Shergi. Now, Shergi's like, if you think about it, when he fought Abdul, um, he was warming up, and then, of course, the eye poke. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you look before that, he was actually winning a lot of fights. Yep. Yep. You know? And his previous fights before that, I mean, he's, he's hard, rock hard. Yeah. yeah. He's actually fought a lot of times in his hometown, too, before Calgary and things like that. Where's that? Um, is it Nepal he's from? Mongolia. Uh, Mongolia, thanks. There you go, outside source. <laughs> She's on the laptop. No, yeah. <laughs> you like Joe Rogan. That's right. Be up on the screen. Um, Pull that shit up, Jamie. Yeah, Mongolia. <laughs> so, like, he had fights there, too, and, and around those provinces, okay, too. Okay, okay. So he's quite experienced, huh, right? Cool. And I, I, I've always said, people from these sort of countries, they have that hard DNA, right? Damn right. That they won't. They won't fold. That's it. They won't go over easy. Yep, yep. So that's another guy in the mix. It could be a dark horse himself. Good call. Yep, I agree. Yeah, it's a great tournament all yeah, in all. Yeah, I think it's a good tournament. And then we put it and made it a four-man instead of, like, you know, qualifying to... And then, of course, yeah, the added mix now is this isn't the contracts, the $100,000 US contracts. This is... Okay. Um, you go to... We talked about it before. There's a divide in one. So you have the one right. Friday Lumpini... One Friday fights. And up. even sometimes they'll put some of the contracted fighters in there. Right. right. But this is, you're in there, this is your chance to, to shine. Your audition. Yeah, this is your audition. Sometimes take two or three auditions. Sure. In fact, Zach Sen, I think it was four fights that he got contracted. Amazing, contract. right. If I'm right, Nico Crillo had two fights in there before he got a contract. Yep. I'm sure that. You know, yep. so that's like its own sort of vote to one, but without a set dates. Yeah, good call. So one of those guys will go to... All expensive paid trip to Lumpini, get looked after on behalf of one championship, fight under the lights of Lumpini Stadium. Damn. And it's their their real chance. There you go. Hey. So that's a that's a a golden opportunity in my eyes. First audition starts April twentieth. Yes. Dang. Yeah. So his you're off camera, but don't worry. Do you... She's on the card too. Are she, you? She oh. doesn't know who she's fighting and it oh, really annoys nice. her. Nice, all right. <laughs> well, she's going to the amazing uh, Muay Thai festival. That's then. right, that's right. And uh, so, was, uh, well, in fact, there's about 10 Canadians going now, which is cool. That's about three weeks away, right? Yeah. Yeah, nice. So it's pretty cool. So um, just concentrate on that, really, because that's that seems to really took momentum over the last couple of weeks. Sure has, it? yeah. And yeah. I, I legit was going to go, but it was suggested by my insurance company that uh, maybe I don't go anywhere yet. Oh, yeah? So I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, they're doing, like, on the first, so the opening ceremonies... Um, one championship apparently outside Lumpini. Uh, they haven't used it yet. I'm not sure why. But they've got some AI screens, right? So what you do is, as a fighter, you, you come out and have all your national anthems and, you know, some uh, be Thai dancing and there'll be some demonstrations. There's some Muay Thai legends there. Nice. There's some one championship uh, fighters are going to be there too for meet and greet. Then they're doing this AI, which is basically you'll go to it and say, right, 
what division am I in? What time am I starting? Woof, and it'll come up on the screens. No way. Pretty cool, eh? Yeah, Lucky. pretty cool. So it's, like, it's, more, it's organized through the AI, right? Wow. So like you're fighting on the, the third. It's predicted that you're fighting at 2 p.m. Make sure what? you're here and it come up with the screen, yeah. Wild. Nuts, eh? Jeez. Yeah. A joke. Um, how many, how many t are you taking over there? Uh, well, uh, there's 10. I think there's 10 now going, if I'm right, because Rommel's taken a few. Nice. And uh, Justin Etheridge over in Quebec mm. has taken a few too. Yep. There's a few from Calgary. It's, it's, it's about 10, 11, maybe 12 going now. Was there a qualifier for this? <sighs> yes, no. Yeah. Okay. So if you remember initially, we had the, it was, there was Mexico. Yeah, yeah, okay. They kept getting delayed, changed. Originally, it was going to be in America, then it got changed. Yeah. Um, we had a, a qualifier, if you remember. Dylan qualified for it. Sahez actually won. For, oh, won as right, well. you right. Yeah, I do. Uh, I was at Vision Sport. That's right. That's um, right. And then we were just going to do a carryover because, because this is February event. We didn't have time to organize a qualifier for it. Right. So being, being honest with you yet, the truth of the matter is the that side of amateur, which is totally different to the prospect series as such, or mm -hmm. the events that you see around town, that really needs to be worked on throughout Canada. That's when people need to start joining together a little bit. Yeah, when yeah. the dream would be provincials before nationals, right? Right, right. Um, that would be the absolute key, because sometimes when you, you host the, the nationals in Calgary, a lot of people won't fly over. That's right. If you held it in Ontario, and there was a little bit more lax on the law there, I think you'd have a big turnout for it now. Yeah. But like I said, WBC are chipping away. Everyone's starting to realize what it is now. I think it's amazing Muay Thai Festival. Even though they've done Italy before, obviously did Calgary That's with right. the juniors. That's right. Uh, obviously had Mexico. Yeah. Uh, they actually had one in Hohin as well, uh, like a smaller amazing Muay Thai Festival. Oh, yeah. Those sort of tournaments are not an overnight thing. Right. It takes years and years and years right. and years to get the word out. Right to get people there. So I think this one they have hmm. 650 fighters competing. Oh, wow, okay. So quite a lot. Yeah. And then what you're going to see is, is the next one will be 750. Right. But within five years, the target always was with WBC, five to seven years, let's get to 1,000. Okay. And then, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's how it will go. And then you will see from <clears throat> that, when that really gets big coverage and it's like a year goal, you will then start to see provincials to nationals Right. Yeah, and in, in England, you will see the areas in England, the regions, and then, of course, they'll have their national to qualify for it. I got It's you. not there yet. It's getting there. They right? seem to be the, the most, like, on that path or the closest to that path, no? Like, UK just seems A-class this, like, just seems very organized. No, UK's always had a lot of fires. Yeah. Uh, we've got to remember crazy. the size of the country, too, compared to Alberta. Right, right. Just Alberta alone, I think, can fit in two Englands. Like, it's insane. We've Are got you, to remember that. For real? Something like that. It's a crazy stat, right? So, um, and then he's got 85 million people there. Right. Right. So we've got to remember all those stats, right? So if you do, uh, you, I'll do an example. That, the white collar boxing, right, over there, and they have 550 shows a year, right? They will have, I'll, I'll do an ex example of the scale. They will have in Calgary, so in London, they will have on the same night, they will have five events. Okay. On the same night in the same city. But you drive 10 minutes, it's like a different part of the city completely with a different dynamic, different population. Really? Yeah. Okay. So they can... So it'd be like Cochrane. Right. Airdrie would have the same night. They'd have the same event on. Be just as full, just as many fighters, 
Really, man? That's wild, hey? It makes no difference. That's so crazy. Yeah, we have to understand all these things, right? So right. you're talking Canada has half the population of England. Yeah. And some. With a country that's outrageously big. Yeah. And if you fly from Calgary to Toronto, $700, $800. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's also that side of thing, the expense side of things. Yeah. So if you're in the UK, you can just drive down from Leeds to London, you know? Like how long does that take? I got no idea. Um, About four four hours. Okay, hours. okay. Yeah, but you just drop, boom, boom, two. Right. You know, you leave the night before booking a hotel is cheap. Right, right. right. So the, you, we've got to remember all these sort of parts are the reason why England is how it is, right? Huh, huh. So it is a, um, it is a, come on in. Another Laura. one's walked in. It is, a, but it, it generally is, uh, it's a fighting country too. It the is. The island man. people, don't forget. So people in Ireland, they defend, don't they? Right. So it's in the That's DNA, true. right? Good call. Been attacked by. Uh, the Normans, the Vikings, the Romans, right. over the generations, right? Yeah. Nazis. That's right. right. You get it? So, yeah. Well, there you go. Fighting yeah. fighting islands. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, and throwing some pints in a few pubs. And now you're really fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> some, I'm just throwing football, too. That's that right. That's it. It yeah. tops it off. Yeah. Um, what can you, any, any fun and info you can give us on the 20th? Well, you've missed a big point of the Champions League. Oh, we're, we're getting into that. Oh, Don't get okay. me wrong. Um, is that tied into the April 20th? Yep. Then let's, let's get to it. So you announced January 1st, cha- Champions League. I see, I, I see Australia. I see Muay Thai World Cup. I see Hitman Fight League. I don't know where the hell to start. How about you break it down for us? How, how did this come about? Um, it, it went viral real quick. You, you yeah. saw all the, the sort of... Muay Thai Authority launched it. Right. And, and all, everybody snagged onto it. Did you expect that kind of response? And, and what's this about? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, because all those promotions have their own unique followers. So it makes yeah. perfect sense for marketing for all those guys, right? Right. But so I've been thinking for a long time. Funny that you brought it up earlier about what do we do next? Right. How do we make this exciting? How do we make this the next level? Right. So I'm just thinking, okay, we've got the four man road to one. I need something else. It's saying else special. Let's put some WBC tile fights. Got Kate Clements, of course. That's right. Duval fighting Jay Davis. Oh, yeah. That's right. So some good fights there. <clears throat> but now I need something that really, like, is not just, like, Canada will watch, but the world can watch. Right. I think the world, that final, the world got the story for, for March, June, and then really starts to tune in because our pay-per-views had viewing figures all over. Okay. Right? Okay. So this one, I was like, how can we retain that? How can we make this exciting? Right. So I was like, initially, like Muay Thai World Cup's plan was to bring in other countries, make a point system with the leagues. You know, you have like three weight classes, a female, two male, and each team is a country and they Mm -hmm. go and get a point system, right? Hmm. It's quite complex and and very difficult logistically and financially very uh, expensive risk, right? Sure. For and if you're asking another promoter in Australia, for example, their outgoings are totally different to what Canadians would be. Right. You know, even crowds and all these sort of things, fan base. So what makes perfect sense here? All right. So the perfect sense is very, very simple, is let's get a qualifying tournament. Let's get each country has a quarterfinal in their own country. Okay. Those winners, just one weight division, would qualify for a four-man tournament. Okay? Okay. So I was like, hmm. So all the promoters that you're seeing are friends of mine. Okay, okay. People I know. Sure. Can trust in the game, got good following, good marketing, good fights. Right. 
because you have links to Road to One. You're relying on one. others to be part of this yeah. just as heavily, right? Yeah. But by the way, before we continue on, I, ladies, I have, I have, I don't care at all if you're on camera. Like, if you need to walk around or whatever, like, feel free. You can walk around. I, I, I yeah. genuinely don't care. <laughs> feel free. Gossiping away as per usual. Then, it's all they do: gossip, gossip. This is over in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, so like like we were saying there, so quite a few people who need to also be heavily involved in this. Now, I, I did have a question right before that. So, was it kind of like a four man within a four man within a like a four man? No, no you know what so, I mean. So, I mean, it's up to it's up to each country what they do. Okay. Right? But I need one guy hmm. for the hundred and seventy pound divisions to win. So I will fly them over. It's on my top World Cup final okay. in November. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So there'll be the five. final. of This thing is in November. Here. Oh, yeah. So there'll be a, there'll be a, a guy from Australia. From America and from UK, fighting against a Canadian. Okay. In a four man. Okay. All right. At one seventy, did you say? Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. Now there is yeah, another announcement to make with that, but as per usual, I'm waiting for a Deal. couple of things to be signed off. Damn it! I'd love to tell you right now. In fact, that's actually why I delayed this podcast by two days, hoping I could give you that news. Yeah. But no news yet, unfortunately. Hey, my how man. she goes, man. However, I can tell you one of the fighters that's going to be in it. Okay. It's apparently a, he's my favorite. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael Fitzpatrick Michael will be in Fitzpatrick. that tournament. I can't tell you who against yet. Okay. Right? I can't tell you who against yet. Um, and I can't tell you exactly uh, more than that in terms of, okay, so the qualifying is going to be a final. We are going to throw a nice reward into that. Uh, the, the promotions themselves, which is Hitman. Yeah, yep. league, Hitman which is league, Muay Thai yeah. league, and which is Warriors Cup. Right. They haven't even announced who their guys are. Gotcha. They've told me. Okay. Okay. But we are waiting for this next part of the announcement so we can announce that. I uh, got gotcha. you. Okay. So, hopefully, f I mean, I might even check my phone soon because if I even get the announcement now, I could oh, tell you right be... now, couldn't I? Yeah. Breaking news. Let me just see. Yeah, while you're doing your thing. Um, uh, nope. So no while you were you were mentioning that every qualifying you know uh, Muay Thai league Hitman fight league yeah. they they can decide how they want are are we doing a tournament here in Canada No just just Michael Fitzpatrick is going to fight someone else That's I got a single you. super fight Gotcha gotcha and they will qualify so the winner of that will qualify technically for a four man but it will technically qualify for a semi final Right right Yep okay which is their own four man Gotcha gotcha nice But you can't give us any more on that hey I wish I could how long has this been in the books? How long have you been trying to... Well, I mean, um, I made the call about a week or two weeks before Christmas. And I was like, right, let's get these... You know, I, I, I individually called every promoter. What do you think of this idea? What? Oh, I'm sorry. Did You said a week before Christmas? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, okay, it's 20, 20, 2004. I'm in the basement, but just, just no. fresh. No, and then when it's like like when I decide things like this, it's got to happen. Sure, sure. Right, and because you wait on it too long, sure, it's just gonna fizzle out, right? So keep it exciting. Right? Yep. Uh, I know that promoters involved, all the promoters involved, they've got their own sort of way of marketing, but they love shit like this. Mm. Like they understand they've been in the game a long time. They want to evolve and to grow themselves. Nice. And without going too stale, Look, it's great to put uh, fights on. You know, great to put domestic fights on. But where does this end? What's the next stage? Right. Right? People want that. When's yes. dangling the carrot? When's, how does this lead? As a fighter, you want to, hey, what's my end goal here? Where could I go from here? Right. Yeah? yeah. So this is like, oh, you win this, you get to go to Canada. You fight in a four-man. Right. right, right. So um, 
yeah, it's dangling a carrot to a lot of people. Right. And those three promoters I just talked about, apparently they've been inundated with fighters that want to go into this. Is that right? Yeah, hey? but they've got to obviously compete. Sure, fight, sure. So. And you know what's funny? A friend of the show, uh, no big deal, Kieran Walsh from Australia, yeah. he, he said something similar too. Like, you know, we, we fight ties and those people all the time. Man. We want to go to Canada and fight. Like, we we want to... You know, like yeah. for us, it's always all oh, the ties, the ties. Yeah. Like, man, we're right there. Like we go to Thailand back and forth. Like, yeah. We want to go and travel and fight you guys and see the well, world. Well, it's proven now, though, that um, these ties are, beat, are getting beaten. That's right. Or beatable. That's right. Now, right? I know it's obviously the little gloves have made a complete difference. Sure. But that's the truth. Yes. Right? And why not decide outside of Thailand yeah, some, some big fights, some massive fights to make. That's right. Outside yeah. of Thailand, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and great domestic fights as well, still to make. You know? Yeah. I mean, even that four man that we're doing is awesome. technically all domestics. Right. They are domestic, what we're talking about. But, yep. um, you know, that just that really will decide who's the best in that division. That's right. Yeah. Well, and, and beyond the people just competing in the, the sort of highlight spots, like, I, I, I guess as a fight fan, so, like, sometimes I, you let me in on some of this stuff early, but sometimes you don't. And mm. I find out when everybody else does. And uh, you kind of maybe sometimes have this feeling like, Fuck, what's coming next? Like, yeah. what's next? Well, that's that's what I like to do as well, right? So you've got to... What it is, <clears throat> with a lot of... Uh, I, I look at, like, what other promoters are doing and see what they're doing with marketing. And I'll always like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's think about doing this. Mm. Add your own twist to it as you do. Yeah. Sometimes I think some people will give you too much information. Yeah, good so call. So that qualifier that had quite a lot of information on it, yeah. but just enough to tease you. Right. Oh, I need to know more. Can't tell you. That's it. <laughs> you yeah. have to wait, right? Like today. And a lot of time we got to wait. See, right. so uh, and and we are in the, the game of contracts too. Sure. Sure. So signing stuff, um, and then of course is you had a lawyer in that takes another three days, and of course yep. a lawyer, um, three hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, you know, he's so gonna take an extra three days. Mm, that's correct. <laughs> <A> phone call. <laughs> right. Charge me for a phone call. Of course. So you get you get the point, right? Yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Um, and that's that's huge, and. It was was it as simple as calling these other promoters and they were just like yeah sweet let's do it pretty much yeah you know like all similar said, minded probably it, there, there is that other thing of having a relationship for a long time with these guys too right and knowing them for a long time to say right. if I say something I'm serious I've got the proof in the pudding of what I've done you've got your proof you've all you know yeah hey and and the end at the end of the day if you think about it like this each promoter will put together fights from their own country. Right. I'm actually the one hosting the finals. I'll be the one bringing them over. Right. So the expense is on me. Right, right. 2025, though, I want to make this into a little bit more exciting. I want to get eight, eight promotions around the world. Eight. Right? And now we've got eight winners for an eight-man tournament. Right. Holy you see? Geez. See what happens from there, though. You see, you, you create character development. Yeah, yes. Each winner will be highlighted or have their own video, they'll have their own social media, they'll show their training videos, we'll get to learn, learn them as characters. Right. And at the end of the year, they have a nice eight-man tournament, good prize money, potential like opportunities from that. Right, right? yep. So that, that's, that's the goal. Eh? I mean, we talked about that crazy glory tournament at 16. Yep. Just imagine the eight-mans and how exciting they were. That would be, that'd be great, yeah? Yes, yeah, no yeah. kidding. And, and you know, like... I'm not knocking nobody. It's clear I'm a massive one championship fan, but I feel like that's that's a, a place where maybe they slightly lack is it's the character development. It, it sometimes as a and I watch every Friday. So coming from a guy who's religious about it, 
Like sometimes it's hard to follow the game plan of what's next because there's just well, we're just going to bring in that guy to fight Rod Tang and we've never seen him before and like, yeah, it's uh, it's it's fine, but it's hard to. I think that changed when they did regular shows. Yeah. So when they did yeah, the every yeah. Friday, it was just get the fights rolling yeah. out for the first year. So they've done that for twelve months. That now. makes sense. I think now that's so many fights, so many build, fighters. So they're starting to build Nico up. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yep. Then they'll. John will fight Lobo as he's coming up. Right. I'm pretty sure John's going to win that. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, well, Lobo's dangerous, but you know. Definitely is. Uh, and then, then you've got these nice stories. I think they're going right. to start doing that, right? Nice. But I think they're, uh, again, I'm not talking, I'm just guessing. I hear you. Is when they launch Lumpini, they had to concentrate on making fights happen Good every call. Friday. Yeah, I, I now guess. Now they're in a role. Yeah, they've added some extra matchmakers to that. Now they're in a role. I think they're going, okay, we have the super shows, we have Japan. Right. Takaru and Superleg. Right. We have Colorado coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to love it. If those two, if Nico and Jonathan fought in England, I think we'd, me and you would get on a plane, wouldn't we? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, I think that would be fantastic if it happens. But you get the point here. I think now, now they've got everyone on their side. Yeah. That whole 12 months of doing the Friday Fight Nights has really paid off. Yeah. I think now they're going into different countries. I think now we're going to start seeing character development. Well, and, and I would like to apologize for my ignorance. I just, you just like, hey, man, I just I get up and I have my coffee and I watch fights. <laughs> That's every Friday, you got to come up with fighters. They got to be on weight. They can't be injured. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard. Yeah, I they, suppose. Do have, they do have, I mean, it's in Thailand, right? So you don't have some of the rules that you would have in a commission. Right. In North America, right, for example. Right. So they do have that ease. But however, you've got to produce the goods. Every week. Every week, yep. you know. Yep. So yep. Uh, it's uh, Rob Cox, who's obviously uh, to Rob Cox. Council Rip back in the day. That's when I met him 20 years ago. Uh, he's part of that matchmaking. So it's Timo. Oh, yeah. He runs nice. the Cycle Muay Tires. He's yeah. one of the matchmakers. There's another matchmaker. I'm not too sure who that is, though. So they do a wonderful job there. Nice. I mean, Agreed. haven't they done a wonderful job? Look at that. Look at the cards they put Damn together. Damn right. Damn Amazing. right. Amazing. Yep. Um, it's my opinion, and my opinion is worth less than two cents, that if Haggerty and Car Carrillo doesn't happen in the UK, one has seriously dropped the ball. <laughs> That's my opinion. It you has know, to happen there. Yeah, it well, has to. What we've got to remember is, the, the absolute truth behind it is, is when you, when you're, you promote... In a, and you know the arena, you know the crowd, you know it's going to fill with several thousand fans, um, and then you're trying somewhere new, right? It's a risk. F sure, Yeah. Sure. Don't think even like other companies like UFC don't try this, right? It's a risk. In fact, when UFC first came to London, um, they actually bombed. It didn't do too well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. And it took them a long time for them to come back, right? Yes. And then, of course, Bisping came through, yeah. right? And then... Okay, we've got Bispin. Let's use it Bispin right. as a character. Then we'll start developing other little Darren fights Till coming through. And, yeah. Darren Tills, Brad Pickett. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Uh, those, there was a few others too. Yeah. But you see now they've got uh, Leon Edwards. Yeah. And they've got Paddy Pimley. Yeah. Right, so they might... So they've... They, Aspinall. Aspinall, yeah. Yep. Aspinall, yeah. Yep. So you've got these guys now you can develop in. But again, they didn't actually... They weren't in UK for a long time. They did little bits of shows here and there. Mm. Um, they did okay, but now that all right, we've got some good English fighters now. So my whole point being is, although Nico and John would be an amazing fight, is they do have to look at it and say, okay, who else have we got to put on the card? Sure. Who else could really draw the attention? And 
can we fill a stadium with 10,000 people? Now, what people are thinking, yeah, the fans on, on social media, I'm one of them, will be, yep, we can fill 10,000. That's what I think. Yeah, I know. But the truth of the matter is, I've always said this, you have a guy that's on social media, he has 500,000 followers. It's not 500,000 people turning up to watch him fight. Right. It's not. Right. Right? They've got to go on arena. When you go to a different country, the expenses are different. The rules are different. Right? The restrictions are different. All these different things get involved in it. Then you have to market and advertise. You can't just do that fight in Wembley Arena, which is 12,000 people, I think. Hmm. You can't just do it. Right? And expect, oh, build it and they will come. They will have to spend a, a crazy amount of money Right, advertising around London, especially, and on Sky Sports with their advertising mm -hmm. to fill that arena. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you have the other things where can people afford the ticket prices because they have to charge a quite expensive ticket yeah. to make that fight happen. Yeah, is there yeah. all the production going on in Lumpini Stadium? You don't have to do any of that. You know, every Friday it's going to be busy. Routine. Routine. They know what the costs are. You see, it, this is a everyone knows their job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. That they have to look at these stats. This is just from a promoter's point of view. Oh, hell yeah, man. That's I, why you're I, on here. I would, that'd be uh, everybody's dream, right? Sure, sure. Would it, could it fill a 12,000-seat arena? Yes, it could. But will they have to spend a shit ton on marketing? Huh. Absolutely. Huh. Right? Uh -huh. We're not talking a, a couple of thousand dollars. Like, you know, a lot of money. I know UFC. When Almost come, like it's not worth it, possibly? Well, UFC, for example... They spend a million pounds, $1.7 million, on just marketing alone, just for O2 Arena fight. Is that right? Yeah. It's a lot oh, of money. Sure. It's a lot of risk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize I'm that. not saying that they do the same amount of advertising. Sure. But Sky Sports will have to really push, the, push it. Months in advance, this is happening at this place, right? Months in advance. Then you'd have to see it on the, the taxis in, in around London. Because hmm. what, what you and I are... We are martial arts and fight fans, okay? We're actually a minority. Okay. Right? So the average person, which is 80% of the people that we actually don't even speak to, right? They don't know who, what one championship is. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, we got another guest. Who is oh, it? Oh, we got another guest. Come on in. Come on in. <laughs> um, that don't know You're who. right. They're, they're no Conor McGregor. I'll give them that. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> So it's yeah. usually when I'm, I'm talking pause to it for him because he might want to do a test. Can you pause it? Yeah, Jason? yeah, sure. Yeah, good. give us pause a second. We'll come back in. No problem. Off you go. I just have to just check. Go. We're good, are we? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Real working ass business. Real working ass gym. Things got to get done. Yep. Um, so you were just uh, you were just explaining that uh, we're the weird ones, right? We're yeah, the we are. Yeah, I agree. Well, I agree. Most you go outside now, people won't know. People might know Conor McGregor. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but they were oh, yeah, fight, but they couldn't tell you who he fought. Right. Right? That's his. But the guys that we've mentioned, no one knows who they are. Yeah. Right? Is it because in our circle and the algorithm of social media, we think they're megastars. Right, right. Right? The truth is, someone like uh, Andy, Andy Sauer, Ernesto Hoost, um, all these guys, Butter Hurry, to us, they're mega famous. Superstars. Like, oh, yeah, they're like idols or superstars. They're not. Yeah. But that's the truth. Yeah. In the martial arts world, they are. Yeah. Right? And in that circle, they are. But the martial arts world is pretty small, actually. Yeah. Yes, right? yes, it is. Boxing world is massive. Hmm. Right? But even there, like, you know, you go outside, Canelo probably is pound for pound at the moment, or yep. Terence Crawford. You go outside and ask an average person, which is the high percentage, 
Who's Terence Crawford? They go, who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They'll know Canelo. They won't m- m- cut probably. No, they definitely I don't won't think know they Crawford. Would. You know, you're nope. probably right. I'm telling you, they wouldn't. <laughs> I'm that much of a nerd, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, you know? I hear you. Yeah. So we have to understand that. So as a as a promoter, I already know I got you in already. You're in. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be at every show. I'll pay double. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have to worry about you. Yeah. I just put it up and you're there. Right? Yeah. And yeah. now I have to try and attract the people that don't know what, what this is. Right. That's my promoter. That's my promotion hat. How do I market get those people to come? Right. Because I know when I did a show in March, the qualifiers, mm-hmm. I had a few people that had never been to a show before, right? And that's my hardest sell is to get people to walk through the door. Mm-hmm. Once I've got them in that door and they're watching the show, they'll be at every show. Yeah. I've yeah. seen it now. Right. And then from our shows from three years ago, mm-hmm. some of the same crowd that were never fight fans before, they were Joe Ordinaries, and now they're a fight fan. That's right. They love that's it. Right. Yeah. Right, it comes to, and it, that's why I give, give the dates well, way in advance, right? And, and shout out to one of those sponsors, matter of fact, hopefully it helps, uh, Fountain, <laughs> Fountain Tire. Uh, yep. I talked to those guys, I think it was at the quarterfinals, and they're like, we just got some free tickets, we had no idea. And they're like, we can't wait to come back. And I, I literally talk to those guys at every show. Oh, man, we couldn't wait for the yeah, show so, to go. So like, their boss, actually, so what their boss did is sponsor one of the shows. Yeah, okay. Right, and they bought a table. Yeah. Right? And they were like, oh, not too sure, not too sure, yeah. not too sure, right? Yeah, like I told you, people don't know what Muay Thai is. Right. Right? And we're, we're like, duh, it's, you know. Signs of eight limbs, man. You don't How know do you who Sancho is? Like, people don't. Sure. Right? Yeah. He's got a million followers. There's eight billion people in the world. That's right. right. So, That's like, right. Um, I couldn't name you one famous violin player. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Right. Um, so, anyway, uh, then after, literally, just before the violinist, the tournament, the guy who found a tire with quite a few drinks, he turned around and went, I see you doing a show in November. I said, yeah, he went, Christmas party. Oh, so yeah. He, then, Hell he yeah. then bought three tables. Is that right? Yeah, as a Christmas party. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Perfect. Brilliant. Great Christmas party. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really important conversation, man. Like, like that's just not really info or like, <laughs> that's, I never that's not even quite thought about it. Yet, is right? it for you? Well, just, well, I mean, just like, uh, you know, well, why aren't they fighting in the UK? Uh, the one championship. Don't drop yeah. the ball, you idiot. I literally just said that 10 minutes ago, and, yeah. and you explained why, and I just don't think people realize, including no, myself. No. I, I have, I've actually put it on several comments to people back in England who are friends of mine or ex-students stuff. Oh, this would sell 50,000 at Wembley. Maybe. This would sell out the O2 Arena. So like, huh. It takes time to do that. Right. Right? Oh, yeah. That it was a question time to do that. I had, too. So I did see I did see on Instagram somebody wrote something like, it has to happen in the UK. I know everyone's saying that. Yeah. And maybe they tagged you or you just happen to say, I think it should happen. However, like you just yeah, broke down. Yeah. Is, there, is there any way you help with that? I mean, uh, uh, it's a good question. At the end of the day, it's about what they've got for marketing budget. Right. Right, one. It's two, um, the, the fighters, coaches, every, every person that follows, follows both their fighters, every gym member, right, has to go. Right. To that fight, they have to share it. They have to talk about it. They have to call up their local newspaper. They have to call up any friend they have in any power position to watch it on Sky Sports or right. attend the show right. to make that happen. Like we right? talked about the fighters audition to one. This would be the UK's audition to have yeah. one stay there. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah, I got you. And again, it'd be a super fight. It'd be exciting. It'd be amazing. It'd be great to sit and watch that fight. Absolutely. All right. Would you want to be involved? Yeah, why not? Okay. 
Okay, okay, here we go then. <laughs> Off the top of your head, real quick. It doesn't have to, I know we're out getting out of time here. Okay. Who would you put on? Kieran, you're the matchmaker. The budget is 40 million, 40 bajillion dollars. Who's on the fight card in the UK? It's going down. It's happening. Who well, obviously, Hagi and Nika. Sure, sure. Harrison and Saxon, <clears throat> which I hear is made and happening soon. I hear, I hear this. Yeah. It's happening. Harrison's called him out. It's a perfect fight for both guys. Agreed. Agreed. You know, they're in, I think Harrison's 38. Yeah. Saxon's 35, 36. Yeah. Uh, what a fight that will be. Agreed. Fantastic. Agreed. And um, you, you have a winner? Oh, I'm going to go with Liam because uh, Saxon's, don't get me wrong, it's been amazing. Yep. The, the last year was ridiculous. For me, he's fight of the year. Okay, in okay. In one championship. Nice. Yeah. Right? Um, outside of that, I'd say Chad Collins. Okay, good call. Yeah, amazing, nice. that guy. Nice. Right? What if some of them wins. Yeah. But the point being is, is with Saxon, although he hasn't fought the top tier, top tier guys. Mm -hmm. He has fought some great guys. Everyone that's been on one is amazing, but mm -hmm. they're not a world elite level. Yep. And I think Liam, first round, has the ability to hurt Saxon more than the other guys have. Good call. You saw that he fought um, Nathan Benden last yep. year. Nathan hit him with a hook to the body and he took all the wind out. Amazing yep. that he came back. The heart that guy Agreed. Got. I thought it's it was insane. over. Yep. But Liam hits harder. And I think if Liam hit that shot to the body with his lead hook, I think it might be a different story. However, we can't write off Saxon either. That's it. Because you think you've got him. Yeah. And either you take your foot off the gas and then all of a sudden he's just on you. Tidal wave. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit, sometimes it's a bit horrible. He just jumps in, he puts his hand out, and he keeps yeah. his hand yeah. out and pushes, pushes <laughs> yeah. you back. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. You know? And then the crowd always get behind him, right? And he right. thrives off that. And, and and you think that, like, like I wonder if a lot of these guys, before we get into your matchmaking here, if, like, they accept that. Like, hey, you get matched up against sex. And like, oh, shit, here we go. We're going in a washing machine. Yeah. You know, like, you almost... Yeah. You almost Do you fight? You should, anyway. You should say, yep. Yeah, you know? of course. When you get to one, you should literally be... I'm fighting whoever they give me. All comers, yeah. Right. No, no tuna fights. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you shouldn't have that. Attitude, I mean, you opinion. shouldn't. Your first fight shouldn't be like Tower Tribe. Of course, right? Of course. You, you still should, but everyone in that is high level, right? So, right. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Agreed. Um, right before the end here, um, so your fighter of the year that was that was perfect inside outside one championship. Yeah. Do you have a fight of the year off the top of your head? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, off the top of my head. <sighs> I mean, not being like sort of like looking at my own promotion, but I mean, some of the fights that uh, those guys were in were insane over the, the one championship road too. Yeah. I, you know, if that, if that was on one two. championship. Tyson and Cody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nick Cron <laughs> and uh, Jake, Jake was nuts fight. That was an absolute yep. nuts fight. Yeah. You know, of the courage of Nick and then the skills of Jake. Yeah. And how he didn't put him away, I'll never know. No. And a guy got out. <laughs> Crazy. You got that. You got yep. that was an insane fight. Rod Tang Superlek. Yep. That was an insane fight. That's it my was, fight wasn't it? It was a great fight. Yeah. Yep. Um I think uh um I, I really liked the fight between um Alazov. And Superbon? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. I know he obviously knocked him out. Sure. But he's guy's so dynamic. Yeah, he's so crazy. dynamic. He, he's, he's like a new kickboxer. So mm -hmm. you had the K1 style back in the day, and now you've got this guy come in. Yeah. Sort of evolved a bit, right? That's His right. footwork, he moves to the side, he throws uh, angle punches, but, he's, but it's beautiful to watch too. It's not Snap messy. style kicks. Yeah, it's not messy. Yeah. And yeah. You know, if you watch him when he fought uh, Gregorian. Yep. Yeah, I mean, good fight, of course. Gregorian always brings it. Yep. But his angle work, his footwork, how he lands 
great punches. Yep. You know, he doesn't miss much, does he? No, no. You know? Like that crazy karate style, let lead leggy yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Great fighter. It's good to watch. Super fun. Yeah. Um, give me, give us a person of the podcast. You get shout out one person. Sahez. There ah, she is. Sahez hanging out I'm patiently over no, there. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, she trains hard and obviously she's going to an amazing Muay Thai festival with Nicole and Dylan. They're both going to be there too. Nice. So, um, good luck to all of them. Beauty, yeah. beauty. Um, all right, man. Anything else before we're out of here? No. Um, I think uh, we covered it. April 20th, of course, we've got the, the domestic fight here. Actually, the city of Calgary fight between Jay Davis and Duval. That should be interesting, right. I think. Yep. Jay's yep. been over in Thailand at a few fights. Yep. Duval's obviously cleaned up the last few fights from Winter World Cup, let's be honest. Getting stronger. Getting stronger, getting better, improving. Yep. Um, and then, of course, Kate Clements is back. It's nice to see her back against Amber Berg. Yep. So, yeah, Been to Calgary a few times. Yeah. yeah good fight. Should good be fight. good. All right. This place is getting wild. We'll get yeah. out of here. Anything okay. else before we're out of here, sir? No, we're good. Thank you very much. As awesome. Always. Whenever that phone buzzes, make sure you let me know. I will. I <laughs> promise. You can add it as an extra. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. <laughs>